Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Happy November, Shelby. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's almost like it's almost the end of the year, the end of a decade even. I know. Time has flown by. I feel like I don't think that we've been doing this podcast for very long. And then I'm like, no, (laughs) shoot, we've been doing this like a year and a half. It's crazy. The weirdest stat I saw that freaked me out for some reason is Elf came out 16 years ago. Ugh. Yeah. That's insane. It's maddening. It is maddening. That's just well, so weird. Even like the these best of the decade lists, it's mm-hmm. like movies that came out in, you know, uh, <laughs> I think I, I, I in my mind, I'm like, oh, why isn't this movie on the best <laughs> of the decade list? Like it should be. And then I look it up and it's like, oh, no. Curious Case yeah. of Benjamin Button came out in 2008. It's like, <laughs> what? That movie came out 11 yeah. years ago. I have like vivid clarity of seeing that movie in the theaters. I know. We're getting old. That's the facts. One step in the grave. <laughs> yeah. Or one foot in the grave. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways, we have a review. It's a pretty great review, I must say. I'm oh, very... Wow. I don't know who this person is, but they are my new favorite listener. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Hacker Slacker 1994 says, isn't it a great podcast? Five stars. Just chiming in to say that Isn't It Romantic is a gem and deserved more (laughs) praise. History will look back on that movie and say, why didn't we love it more? Shelby, you need to figure out who hurt you as a child so much that you hate this movie. Anyways, listen to the podcast because it's good. (laughs) (laughs) That is wild. Like, who did you pay to write that? I did not pay a soul. I don't know who who this this person is. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's it's rebel wilson i don't know yeah she's that's probably what she's resorted to just finding people who praised any of her work in recent years well she has a fan in you and i'm happy for that you know what i was thinking about uh earlier this week and i was gonna look it up again just for a laugh and then forgotten so i'm now looking it up right now is that weird long um post that anne hathaway wrote when serenity came out like like <laughs> yeah. ahead of it Okay, yeah, it's wait, good I'm stuff. finding it right now. And you're gonna have to is. scroll a little bit back. Uh well, she doesn't post that much, and the stuff she mm. posts is very strange. <laughs> she says, I find Serenity to be a thrilling, ambitious, violent, spiritual, erotic, charged, dark, damning, contradictory, maddening, lushly intelligent film. Uh lushly intelligent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was almost a year ago. Oh man, time. What a con. Yeah, she <laughs> posted this January, January 14th. <laughs> I was also like very confused because I clicked on this thing and the first line of this post is Matthew and I are learning our film Serenity. And I was like, wait, what? Did she like, me- did she call me out in this review and I didn't realize it? But no, I think the, uh, it's, yeah, Matthew, it's the other Matthew. Yeah. So yeah, it's the two of bad. us competing to be the most famous Matthew in the world. Well, if any other celebrities or people with strange taste, good taste, want to leave us a review, you can find us on iTunes and just, uh, scroll all the way down subscribe rate us and leave us a note yes please do and you can also follow us on social media we're at ps you're wrong uh on instagram and on twitter uh shelby and i are putting together some best of the decade lists mm-hmm. that will be popping mm-hmm. up on our social media yeah. so yeah if which you if want you saw if you saw us, matt's um ranking of star wars then you'll know you're in store for some very interesting takes on this decade so fair I have warning some great ranking of star wars <laughs> 
I mean, it's really the only good ranking. I, I was very confused because what was it? Everyone was like, why didn't like wh- everybody's top 10 or everybody's ranking of Star Wars should have Attack of the Clones last. And like Attack <laughs> of the Clones is not a great movie, but I still think it's better than any of the Hayden Christensen's. Well, Hayden Christensen is in that one, but it's the what's the one? What is the the third one? Revenge of the Sith, Revert, Revert Return of the I get re, I, I get 3 was, and 6, the well, titles mixed up. What's the first up. one? Phantom Menace. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're right, you're right. Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones and then yeah, probably what, Revenge of the what Sith. What is 3? I, I hate 3. I feel like that's the worst one. <laughs> And it's like on par with Attack of the Clones. So I, when everyone was like, well, if you don't put Attack of the Clones last, you're an idiot. I was like, I feel like it's not that obvious that that's the worst movie in that franchise. Yeah, like there are the other contenders. Solo and and Phantom Menace are both in top three, right? Um, Yeah, but those, that's, that's because yours, those are great. Uh, <laughs> that's your top three Star Wars right there. But Whatever. anyways, the point okay. is, find us on social media at PS You're Wrong or send us your decade end of the year list into the decade list at to our email um psyourong at gmail.com um matt this week pop culture news tell me something i don't know okay so this story has been sort of like brewing for i don't know maybe a month now but i don't remember that we had brought it up and there was some developments this week so i decided that we should talk about it so Martin Scorsese was <laughs> interviewed because his new movie, The Irishman, is coming out. And somebody, mm-hmm. I think this was an Esquire, asked him what he thinks about the Marvel movies, which is mm-hmm. like a-, a tricky subject. And especially in these interviews where mm-hmm. you don't really know like what is going to make it into the actual story. It's not a podcast. You're just sitting down with somebody. And of the hour and a half you talk to them, they're going to pull six sentences that are in the story. And... He apparently said that the Marvel movies are not cinema. And then this was published and the internet was in a craze over Mm -hmm. the fact that he would say this about these Marvel movies that have had a million big actors in them and lots of big directors and are obviously selling really well. Like, how dare you say this to a franchise that's so, you know, well-loved by such a large group of people and actors from the Marvel movies came out and were sort of like protesting this. The directors who made these like Marvel movies were saying, well, like people would have said that about gangster movies back 20 years ago. And that's what Martin Scorsese made. So like, how dare you say that superhero movies aren't cinema and lump them all together? Cause obviously there's some that are better than others. And then other directors started to come out of the woodwork to defend Martin Scorsese. So you have like Francis Ford Coppola who directed Godfather saying like, well, yeah, I agree that they're, that they're not cinema. And some people said even worse things. And I think that probably, like, in my mind anyways, the obvious choice for Martin Scorsese is, like, okay, you just ignore this. You say (laughs) they pulled a quote out of context, like, not a big deal, whatever, move on. No one will remember this in two months. No. He (laughs) went and decided to contact the New York Times and write a whole op-ed defending his position that the Marvel movies are not cinema. And he wrote... That they are market researched, audience tested, vetted, modified, revetted, and remodified until they're ready for consumption, and that they are um, 
that they are everything that the films of Paul Thomas Anderson, Claire Denis, <laughs> Spike Lee, Ari Aster, Catherine Bigelow, and Wes, Crave, or Wes Anderson are not. When I watch a movie by any of those filmmakers, I know I'm going to see something absolutely new and be taken to unexpected and maybe even unnameable areas of experience. My sense of what is possible in telling stories with moving images and sounds is going to be expanded. That does not happen <laughs> with a Marvel film. So it's like... Uh, <sighs> It's sort of wild that there's this like big battle going on over whether or not the Marvel movies are cinema. And I wondered, yeah. like, do you have a take on this? What are your thoughts? I mean, one, I'm pretty tired of the whole argument because it just keeps getting dragged up because now he's done this think piece. And so everyone's asking about it. And it's just like, blah, blah, blah. And I actually didn't read it. I've seen him talk about it. And to some degree, like I hear what he's saying when he's saying like, cinema itself is changing and it's marvel is squeezing out movies of like real risk and like the indie films and theaters aren't willing to like even screen these smaller films and blah 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 so i can get that angle i didn't see him sort of name drop who who counts as actual cinema because that's just that is sort of i mean it's unfair to more pop culture level films because I definitely believe that Marvel movies and these big budget films can have huge social impact and also be complex, interesting stories. Um, some better than others. But so it's like, I get both sides. I just think they're both screaming at each other now to a point that it's just not interesting anymore. Like I just, every time I see some, response to it or some twitter guy who's mad at him for saying his favorite marvel movie is garbage i just like i just can't care anymore it's just like they're fighting over you know the silliest thing to me because they're they're movies and they're being made and they're being consumed and i don't think indie films are dead yet so yeah i sort of don't understand the concept here like i think that martin scorsese in his article is yeah talking about how these smaller movies are sort of dying and blaming that to a large degree on these big franchise films that that do feel like they were kind of like designed in a laboratory in a lot Mm -hmm. of situations because they're put together by so many different minds and they're not like a clear vision of one person But at the same time, it's like movies are not only art, but also entertainment. So there's always going to be that battle between the two of like, is it art versus is it entertaining? And if it's too artistic, no one's going to see it. And if it's too like entertaining, but doesn't say anything, then there's going to be another group of people who are after it. Mm -hmm. This is I mean, I feel like every kind of media is like that you have Mm -hmm. conversations in the book world and in the music world and even in like the fan like high art community Mm -hmm. of okay well what art is just pretty to look at versus what art is actually saying something so for me this is like tale as old as time Mm -hmm. and yes we can argue about it sure (laughs) and like maybe it's swinging too far in the to one direction or the other on the pendulum but at the end of the day i don't think it's like man shaking fist at cloud or whatever <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't matter because it's just like it, i mean i'm sure martin scorsese has seen and appreciated jaws or jurassic park or any of these huge blockbuster films that still like they've defined their era they've defined um steps in the media of film so it's just like it's silly to just wag your finger at um these big budget films and just be like you're the reason 
that media is dying. Like, no, that's just, it's way more complicated than that. And you're just waving your nose at a large group of people who are enjoying movies. And that should be something you're excited about as a movie maker, you know? Yeah, definitely. But whatever. He will probably not shut up about it and people will probably keep asking him about it and it'll just be the battle that never ends. (laughs) I wonder if this will affect his Oscar chances at all with The Irishman and for him as a director. Like, do you think that people in the Academy are going to see this and think, wow, he's standing up for cinema, like, good for him, let's vote for him? Or do you think that there's also people who will be like, no, he's like, uh, he's behind the times. He's like an old man who's irrelevant now and will not vote for him. Or do you think it won't matter at all? I think probably most of the Academy would side with Scorsese. And I think he's still like, I don't, I mean, we've even seen how much of a battle it is for Marvel movies to get nominated. And there's a reason for that that goes beyond just like the quality of the films. So I think they'll always turn their noses up a little bit at those Mm -hmm. bigger budget stuff. So I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, we've Uh, talked enough about this. On to the next story. What do you got? There's so many good stories. I mean, this one just boggled my mind and I really have to talk about it. Um, T.I. was on a podcast And speaking about like, I mean, last week to relevant musicians, I don't know what T.I. has been up to, but he made huge waves on this podcast because he was asked about like how he discusses like sexuality with his daughters and his sons. And he goes off. He goes off on this tangent where he admits that he takes his daughter to um, the doctor for virginity testings like on her birthday. And so he's like. Oh, yeah, like as of her 18th birthday this year, her hymen is still intact. And it was just like, it was just bonkers that this was a news story because, first of all, these like virginity testings have been proven to not be exactly accurate and also like humiliating and demeaning and just like so weird that this dad is like so concerned about this part of his daughter's body. And instead of talking to her about sexuality and asking her to check in with him about her, current virginity status he's like i'm going to a doctor we're sitting down we're proving this right now woman and he, he even admits that the doctor is like oh you know this doesn't actually prove anything like she could break her hymen like riding horses riding bikes like this doesn't actually testify either way to her like sexual <laughs> involvement and he was like yeah i don't care she's waving her rights she's signing this paper so i can be here she's gonna let me stay in the room and you're gonna tell me if her hymen's still intact because i want to know it was just like the grossest story i've seen in recent days on like you know pop culture front because it's just like one stupid but two, it's just like so gross to think of this man who's so obsessed with his daughter's like body in this way. And I'm sure he's not taking his sons out to some doctor or preacher or whatever to be like, are you still a virgin? You know, like, is this T.I.? Like he was in the Blurred Lines music video. Like it's like he's not a symbol of... um purity let's call it yeah it's very strange i i didn't read the articles i because i i mean i saw the headlines and was like (laughs) what is going on so the daughter is 18 now so she's like done with this well i mean or or she's still doing it as an adult yeah well i mean i guess they've hit the 18th birthday so i don't know if she'll continue because she hasn't spoken out 
about what he said, but she has liked a few tweets that are like, this is disturbing. This is gross. Like, what is he thinking? Like, shouldn't he trust his daughter more? So it sounds like hopefully now that she is, she can like wave that adult flag. She can get out of it. But it's still just alarming that he ever, ever did it. He said he started on like her 15th birthday or something. It's just, it's very weird. Yeah, it's just like a strange kind of invasion of privacy, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, and just like creepy. Oh, kind yeah. Of, I it's, don't know. it's yeah. very beyond Weird. gross. It's it's very wrong. And I think a lot of people have spoken out against this whole idea of virginity testing because it's just so outdated and inconclusive and also none of someone's business. But anyways, it became such a storm on social media that the podcasters who were these two women were like, sorry, we didn't know how to like respond. We had this like natural like, gut reaction of laughing awkwardly which I can relate to and so anyways they issued an apology and removed the podcast but T.I. himself has not said anything about it like I said his daughter hasn't said anything explicit about it but it has made some (laughs) some waves do you do we think that there's any chance that this is like made up or over exaggerated I don't know I I mean I didn't listen to the podcast he seemed very proud of it like he was saying it not to be like he didn't think he was crazy. He was like, yeah, I do talk to my kids about about sexuality. That's why I take my daughter to the <laughs> gynecologist. Right. But do, do you this. think that there was that he was sort of like bragging about it, about something that wasn't true? Because I feel like that is a like a doctor would be. I feel like that's something that a doctor wouldn't do. But I mean, I guess there's doctors I mean, who do yeah. everything. So what do I know? He described that the doctor was like, actually, you should leave the room for this. Like, um, we're supposed to do this privately with the patient. And he's like, no, bring in the letter. Or she'll sign it. I can stay here type thing. So I don't know. He might be exaggerating. But then it seems weird that the daughter is liking stuff that is sort of like very anti-dad doing this. So yeah. Who knows? But all very weird and also very strange that he would feel so comfortable sharing that. But hopefully he got shredded enough across the board that he'll rethink his stance there. <laughs> Speaking of weird, uh, like romantic interactions, this one is much more lighthearted. But <laughs> yeah. Emma Watson just turned 30. And in an interview that she did, they were asking her about uh, being single. And she said that, oh, she struggled with it for a long time, like being single at the age of 30. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how terrifying. Yeah. And that now she prefers to go by the term self-partnered <laughs> rather than single. Like she's her own life partner. She doesn't yeah. need somebody else, which is a strange, ter- like I, I mean, as a currently single person, I'm like all for, you know, not having to like get married right away or, you know, like be <laughs> yeah. with somebody like spending time by yourself and having lots of friends and family or whatever is great. You can have like a, you know, support group. That's not necessarily a significant other, but just the way that she was putting it, I was like, well, this is like weird. And also I feel like makes it more of a big deal that you like are single. You know what I mean? I know. I, I my first reaction to this was like, LOL, this is as embarrassing as like consciously uncoupling. It's just like a weird term. Yes. It's just like, but I think like I read her actual like statement And it seems like she was just trying to explain like how she had to rewire her brain to like get rid of those toxic Mm -hmm. thoughts. So I think it just sort of snowballed in an unfortunate way because it seems like she's just really trying to work through these like 
very real, um, I don't know, thoughts you can get lost in of like self-loathing because you're single or whatever. And so she's found something that works for her. But it is sort of a strange term and lends itself to a lot of very funny memes. But (laughs) poor Emma. Got any more stories? Um, yeah, I mean, this is sort of like a nightmare we've talked about coming true, but James Dean has been somehow cast in a movie, even though he's been dead for 40 some years or something. Um, maybe longer than that. I don't remember. But the point is he's dead. But this, this director just came out and was like, oh, we were searching high and low for the perfect character for this film. And after months of research, we decided on James Dean. And they just like casually announce this as if it's like good news. Everyone's excited. Everyone freaked out. Like a ton of celebrities from like Chris Evans to Elijah Wood were like, this is gross. This is weird. This is like very greedy. But it's just like very uncomfortable to me because they keep digging in their heels and they're like, oh, his family supports us. We're going to make sure that this legacy is one of the most as one of the most epic film stars stays intact and we're introducing him to a whole new generation of people to witness his acting. And like, we just see this as the fourth movie he was never, he never got to make. It's very, very weird to me. I don't know if you read about this at all. Well, I mean, number one, obviously the family is into it because I mean, not to be rude, but I've never seen a James Dean movie. Like, I tangentially know who he is, but I feel like we're on the cusp of people who, like, don't know anything. And, like, I'm sure his estate is not making Uh a ton of money off, like, James Dean merchandise at this point. (laughs) So to have a new movie that, like, revitalizes him and perhaps people are more interested and will buy, you know, whatever he's in or watch his movies. Like, yes, the family is going to be into that, especially since probably most of the people who are left in his family never even met him. You know, like at this point, his parents and stuff, I'm sure, have passed away. Mm -hmm. But I think that whenever there's a new technology, Hollywood goes too far and swings in a weird direction. Mm -hmm. And now that we have this de-aging, you can put somebody else's face on someone else's body. I mean, they did that Princess Leia thing a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago in Rogue One, they've done, you know, now they're de-aging for the Irishman. Will Smith is fighting against himself and Gemini Man. To me, it seems only natural that at some point they're like, yeah, we're going to make a new Marilyn Monroe movie Mm -hmm. or whatever and just have like a body double and put somebody's face over it. So I'm not shocked by any means that this is happening. I kind of feel like this is the same thing that happened with 3D. Like after Avatar came out and people were like, oh my gosh, 3D. Literally every movie was in 3D. Like movies that had no reason to be, you know, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch uh, like August Osage County and it's in 3D. Like why? Yeah, but Who this knows? isn't even like a, and, it's not just about it being well, a, a new technology. It's just like very weirdly like exploitative and but, gross. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. They're like, we have this new technology. People are interested in seeing what we can do with it. Like, let's push it. And then at a certain point, they're going to realize, like, just because you can do this doesn't mean that people like it or that it will do well. Like, I think whatever movie this is, people would rather see a live actor in it than a weird James Dean holograph. And I'm sure that it will be, like, sort of cringy to watch. (laughs) I mean, even in Terminator last week, there's one scene where they de-age somebody and it's 
very clear <laughs> when you're watching it, like something is off. This doesn't feel yeah. natural. They're not at a point in with technology where it is that seamless yet. And I don't know if they will ever be. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, we'll get a movie like this. We'll probably get a couple more that are weird things. They won't do well. And then they'll be done with it. Like 3D now, know. there's hardly anything that's in 3D. Yeah, but it's like, even they said, they're like, this opens up a whole new opportunity for our clients who are no longer with us. Like they're talking about their clients, like they're alive still and they're going to crack all these deals for these actors. It's very weird. But it all comes down to money yeah. and the amount of money that it takes <laughs> for them to do all of this 3D or all of this like CG animation to make James Dean look alive uh-huh. is so much more <laughs> than if they just hired some random guy to have him be in yeah. the movie. Because the thing is, they're still having to pay for all for like the James Dean likeness right. and stuff. It's not like they don't have to pay an actor. And then they also have to pay for hundreds of people to be working on making this person look like an actual person uh, in the movie. Yeah, I know. It just Where they yuck, can hire yuck, someone yuck. off the Disney Channel <laughs> and like, okay. Yeah. How expensive is that? Not very. I hope you're right. I mean, Black Mirror tried to warn us about this with the Ashley O episode. So we'll see. Um, Okay. One last really quick story. Fresh off the boat is canceled. Constance Wu. (laughs) All right. After her outburst when the show got renewed and how she didn't want to how she didn't want to be on it now it's got canceled and she's oddly silent like i was looking at twitter (laughs) i was looking at press releases she has said nothing i'm sure she's celebrating somewhere and i'm also sure that the show got canceled midway through this season predominantly because she didn't want to be there i mean i don't think that the ratings like tanked so much that they had to cancel it mid-season on season six It's it's pretty uh, there's been some pretty funny reactions. Poor Constance. <laughs> that will be her legacy. Not poor Constance. <laughs> she's she's a crazy person. I also just want to acknowledge that um Kylie Jenner has started suing people who are using the tag Rise and Shine on merch that they've been selling for years already. So that's just I just needed to put that out there. Classic. It's just wild classic the ego there Mm. so okay love it or hate it what do you got shelby um well i just want to admit to our listeners that sometimes matt is right and (gasps) i know i know it's wild but luckily (laughs) luckily, you went back and watched isn't it romantic and you love it now (laughs) no but i did go see parasite at the rest of the world's Ah! behest and you happen to like it and i well loved it and i loved it too i think it is such a good movie um it really does live up to the hype in a in a very good way. Like, it's just, it's one of those movies that I was like, I don't want to know anything going into it. I don't want to read anything about it. Not even, like, reviews, not takes or anything. And it was just such a well-done movie. And you kind of think you understand where it's going. And then it's, something changes. And then you're just like, what am I, like, I just loved it so much. And I, someone was asking, like, oh, like, what movie in theater should I go see right now? Like, should I check out Joker or uh, some of these dumb movies? I was like, no, go see Parasite. And they're like, when is that? (laughs) I'm like, don't ask questions, just go. And so I'm sure a lot of people, well, I mean, I'm sure no one actually went, but if they do go, they'll be surprised that it's Korean and there's subtitles. But you know what? Cinema isn't dying no matter what Scorsese said. So everyone should go check it out because it's very good. 
It is such a great movie. And, like, I don't want to say anything about the plot or anything about the twist or anything about anything because it's, like, it's so great when you're just sitting there and watching it and things are happening and you're like, I thought this was going one way. It's going another way. It's going a different way. Yeah. Just, like, how it all ties together is fantastic. At some point, I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail. (laughs) It's going to be around for all of the awards season shenanigans. But, yes, like – Go see it. Don't read anything about it first. Like, you will not regret it at all. Yeah. It is in Korean and it's subtitles. But, like, I did not find that difficult at yeah, all. Yeah, it was really well. Because someone asked us about that. They're like, I'm actually, like, a slow reader and subtitles can stress me out sometimes. But I felt like it was very, like, it's not like a talky movie. It's not, like, too heavy on the dialogue in yeah. the first place. And then they do a really good job of pacing the subtitles. Like, so they might last a little longer than the mouths are actually moving or whatever else. So, it was very well done. Yeah, I haven't seen any complaints about subtitles yeah. <laughs> on Twitter or anything. So um, so I went and saw a movie last night that is not out in theaters widely Ooh. yet, but will be on Netflix later this month, which is Marriage Story. Oh, yes. um, it is Noah Baumbach's movie about a couple getting divorced. They are played by Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And... It's it's a very like New Yorky movie and just a very like realistic depiction of what a divorce looks like like not even a necessarily like contentious divorce. Mm-hmm. This couple starts out re- they have a son together and they're both kind of like he's a director, she's an actress, she wants to move to Los Angeles and they're kind of just trying very reasonably and amicably amicably to go through this they don't hate each other at all and they want to do what's best for the son and just sort of like what divorce does to the family um it's like very poignant and very moving there are some really funny parts there's some really sad parts um the acting's great laura dern is in it as a divorce lawyer who is just like fantastic and i she's getting a lot of buzz for best supporting actress um so yeah, I don't know if I don't I don't think that it's going to very many theaters, yeah. but it will be out on Netflix like later this month. So when it pops up, you should definitely um check it out. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. What's your take on Scarlett Johansson, you know, given her tendency to I put her foot in mouth, but <laughs> it's 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 weird because when they when I started hearing like, oh, Scarlett Johansson's really good in this movie, like this could be your first Oscar nomination, I was like, oh, pff, no way. <laughs> like she might be great in the movie, but she's such like a controversial figure yeah. and has said so many stupid things <laughs> in the past year that like there's no way that they're going to be able to like nominate her mm. or have her be a winner. And I think that they very smartly have been like not letting her do very much press <laughs> and have sort of been relying <laughs> on Laura Dern and Adam Driver and Noah Baumbach and Alan Alda to go around <laughs> and be very charming yeah. and really sell this. And then she's really good in the movie. She honestly <laughs> is. She's doing a great job and she's a good actress. Uh-huh. So it's weird. After watching it, I feel like I'm sort of oddly like rooting for her to get a Whoa. nomination, even though she's sort of like a problematic <laughs> figure. And and honestly, I was thinking back about like, oh, well, there's no way she gets nominated. And I was like, well, but at the same time, like, 
what's his face one last year for bohemian rhapsody which was like a very problematic movie green book one which was a yeah, problematic no. movie uh, yeah. my problematic fave casey affleck Ugh. won best actor a couple of years ago so it's like there's precedence for oh, yeah. people who are doing good work who might be a little like yeah, iffy um <laughs> winning things yeah especially if it's not if it's like problematic but not like canceled you know <laughs> yeah there's Just like a fine the line, line in there. there yeah yes for sure so it lived up because i feel like this and parasite were the most hyped movie on my timeline like this year so do you think it lives up to its hype the same way parasite did yes yes mm. i i i think so oh, i was go- i did not expect it to be as funny as it was mm-hmm. i didn't expect it to be as like charming as it was there's a the mom from um what about Bob is in it? If you love that movie. And she plays Scarlett Johansson's mom and is just like a delight. Also, it's a really good New York movie because it's a lot of it's set here. And there's just such good scenes of like them on the train and them walking through the streets. It just feels like very real. Yeah. So I think I liked it extra for that. I'm sure that I think that you'll like it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, One of these days I'll see a movie before you see it and I'll be able to <laughs> announce my love You've for it seen first. lots of movies before I've seen them, <laughs> Shelby. Like how many Marvel movies yeah. have you seen that I that I never That's saw? True. So taste. Real cinema right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you like non-cinema and yeah. I like actual cinema, according to Scorsese. Well, speaking of actual cinema, a small indie film came out and we're going to be able to talk about it this week. So check in on us Thursday for our take on Last Christmas. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The art house film yeah. of the year starring Amelia Clark and Henry Golding oh, in a yeah. Christmas rom-com yeah. uh like how i think that's the technical how would you even i think that's the technical yeah mm-hmm. that's how it's being presented it is a baffling lots of movie layers lots honestly, of layers to unpack explore discuss i have a lot to say <laughs> Mm. yeah so look forward to that and in the meantime you can find us on all our social media at ps you're wrong and um leave us a review tell leave us another review on why (laughs) shelby's movie taste is bad and she should like isn't it romantic yeah sure let's find another person who likes isn't it romantic there's at least two of us now in the world. <laughs> and didn't your uh, sister-in-law like it when she was on the podcast? I feel like she oh, said yeah, that she probably. did. <laughs> yeah, she probably Wow, way did. to be so dismissive no, to, no, an, no, no, to no. a member <laughs> of your own flesh and blood. No, I wow. just mean, you were right. You're right. Some people like it, and I can't, I can't, that's a fact. So <laughs> it's a charming movie. I don't understand the hatred for it. Whatever. Okay, this episode is going long. We'll see you guys on Thursday to talk about last Christmas. Shoot me. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>